So thank you, Cody. We are certainly glad you're here with us today, and uh, we're going to take this time this morning during the 9 o'clock hour just to meet with a couple of our local missionaries. Uh, I feel like it was a really good um, opportunity for you guys to get to hear from two ladies that I think are incredible. Uh, first, I want to uh, just say thanks for being here. I know there's, uh, it's a lot, a little bit different this morning, and uh, I think different is good. So I want to introduce to you guys Miss Stacy Wyatt, and before we get her, uh, letting her go on her talking spree, um, Stacy is a member here, and who in January one we began through the mission uh, budget, began able to start supporting financially this year. So, uh, because you give and because you want uh, to see missions done, like we're able to help um, partner with Stacy in that in the area of finances and some other areas. So, Stacy, if you don't mind, give us a quick like overview of like who you are, like two hundred eighty characters or less, like if you can make that happen. Yeah, let me count that. No. Um, he did tell me this ahead of time at least, but so as he said, um, I'm Stacy. We've been here for around five years, I guess, and I have uh, three kids. Uh, so my oldest is 22, and she's made me a grandmother now. She's married and uh, has her own family. And then Madison, my uh, middle, is in college, and she is on scholarship for mountain biking, and she's actually playing lacrosse now. So she's um, in lacrosse season right now. And then Caleb is a senior at Cleburne County High School. Um, so I say that because I just want you to know that I have uh, raised teenagers. Um, and I've uh, witnessed a lot of things in that. And I think that experience alone should speak for itself sometimes. But, um, but yes, yeah, so I'm a mom of three, a wife. Uh, we've been married over 25 years and I happen to have something in common uh, with Andrew because we live in the Able area. Yeah, well, those of you that are in the uh, big metropolitan, it's, it's a suburb of Chulafini. Uh, <laughs> so, kind of a big deal up here. And so. Keith said to correct Cody, and it's not Ableites, it's Abelinians. Abelinians. Okay, <laughs> I'll take that. So, tell us about your ministry. Like, what, what, what do you do? Okay, so I am uh, currently an ambassador for FCA, and I have been with them for about a year now on staff. Um, they were able to bring me on in the beginning uh, by raising funding on their own. That's how he enticed me. Um, no, seriously, he just, it was really a God thing because I was praying over a season in my life and I said, Lord, what do you have for me? Um, and I am going to tell my age, well, let's just say this, that I graduated high school in 1992, if that tells you anything. So I'm uh, up in years and I think, what kind of career am I going to uh, you know, choose at this time in my life, right? And you may or may not know, but I've had health struggles. I've uh, gone through Lyme's disease. There was a time when I couldn't even walk or talk when I was trying to tell the doctor some things. And so the Lord has brought me through a lot. And I would just say that through those struggles and through the weakness of my body and my mind and my spirit at times, I feel like I have learned more than I ever could through anything else in life. You know, um, it's just so important. But as an ambassador, I actually have a platform, unlike most, where in sports, I get to go out to all these schools, public and private schools, and I get to share the gospel. I mean, number one, that's the most exciting part of it, is I'm given a platform before, after practice, during a game, during major events that we have, to fully just share the gospel. Um, and it is certainly a privilege. That's awesome. Um, so thinking through just the last year of working with FCA, where have you seen God's grace the most in this past year in your life or in maybe uh, the ministry? 
That's a good question. I would say, just so that you could relate, I probably made excuses in the beginning because I specifically asked for a job in ministry. <laughs> because I've taught uh, in a Christian school, I've you know I've been able to share like devotionals in the morning. I raise my kids, you know, praying and giving devotionals to them, and that's just a. I just feel like that's so important. And I just said, Lord, you know, I even thought about a job at a Christian university and having to travel to get there. Where can I, where will I have the freedom to still share Christ? Um, and so I actually was about to sign the dotted line in another job in another position, and I just never felt a peace about it. And Ryan Limbaugh, who was my director at the time, he said, Stacy, I went to a, an event to support another FCA staff person, uh, you know, who's like me. And I, and I was there, and we were supporting him, but he, before I left, he said, I just want you to know that we need a female employee to come on. He said, because there are tons and tons of female sports out there, and we don't have one female who is going out trying to reach them. And he said, I just don't, I don't know why, uh, but that's what we need. And so I said, yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let your yes be yes. So, um, what what this past year has been difficult for you? I would say being the only female on staff and kind of getting a grounding started in that. Um, maybe just going out and it's not that they don't receive you well, but I have a certain boundary, or there are different things uh, that I have to, that I do encounter in that. But I would just say that I'm a local missionary, so I'm going out, and as a local missionary, and I am teaching and sharing the word to these girls and praying over these girls. Um, I get a roster, and I'm able to pray for them outside of, you know, our time together, and so our mission is to engage, equip, and empower. So I engage Christ or God first, and then I engage the girls, and then we equip them with all the resources that you see on that table over there. We give them Bibles, and we can have Bible studies beyond the huddle that we have. And then, but our immediate, our, our um, end goal is to empower them. And so, just like all of you, I thought my point was uh, me being older, uh, you know, as a female, what is my place in this, right? But the thing is, God has called me to it, and he will equip me for it. And he has given me the strength to go forward and share just exactly the way he wanted it to look. And the beauty of that is that um, I go out, and even though some days can feel difficult, and I still have struggles, I still have health issues some days. And again, I could make excuses for all these things, but the Great Commission calls us to do three things. To love the Lord your God, and he says to follow me. And then go out and make disciples, y'all. And so us empowering these kids is them taking the word, taking ownership of that word. So that when we go to leadership camp in the summer, they're all learning it so they can go out. And now I have kids, I lead a huddle where those kids are leading that entire huddle. All I do is just show up and pray for them and help them manage the admin side of it. And it's a completely student-led huddle now. That's awesome. Well, being that you, seeing that you work with teenagers predominantly, I've served in youth ministry for about 10 years, and I know it can be at times discouraging. Uh, it can feel like you're hitting your head against the wall repetitively. And um, so we know there's a lot of discouraging things that happen there. You just feel like you're never getting through and things like that. But what are some of the things that, that encourage you, the things that excite you? 
Well, I'll say um, really just my experience as a mom and as a Christian and as a female, I can come in and be a counselor to them. And it excites me, and I know that, it, that, they, that they trust me enough to tell me about their struggles. That, that one of them might say, I lost my best friend over this drama issue that we were having. What should I do? Um, and, of course, I just want to turn them to Christ. I don't have all the answers, but I do want to just turn them to Christ. And so many times, uh, you know, I guess what excites me the most is I had a huddle the other day in a certain community and I had just started that huddle and gone there one time, and I was able to share the gospel with them by using our four bracelet and going through that gospel from A to Z in the first time in 15 minutes to the dot. Um, but the next uh, week, the coach texted me, and I said, when can I do a huddle again this week? And he said, I just want to let you know that two of those girls gave their life to Christ this week. And it was in their own churches, at a church camp and in a church, in different places. But, you know, it's like I told Andrew, if I just planted a seed or had a little something to do with that, only God knows. But that, that is the end goal. That's what excites me. Yeah, I, I, can, I can attest to that. Like, obviously, I'm not a super athlete. You guys have probably figured that out by now. Um, but I can say when I was in band, uh, <laughs> I had, yeah, I, it worked out pretty good for me. Um, but I had a uh, I had a band director at the time that I can remember we were at a, at a competition and it was just me and he and I at a, at a Waffle House and I remember him just it was just and he'd been building a relationship with me and man he just point blank asked me man tell me about like you say you're a Christian like I, I see this but like what, what I mean, tell me about your walk with Christ do you really know the Lord and I remember that con- and that was one of those conversations because I was I was pretty sketch uh, during that time and <laughs> I can remember thinking man this guy's like all up in my grill and that's and that's and, and now he, now you're getting to do that. Like you're getting to build those relationships. You're getting to point blank ask some of these young ladies, and now you're seeing the the results from that. Man, that that should excite you. Um, so yeah. So look, thinking through that, um, we've seen how God has worked this past year um, in your life and in the lives of your, your athlete, student athletes, the girls. We know there's a need there. Um, I know we're gonna we we can get into that. Like one of the things that you're gonna hear a lot from Stacy is like we we need. We need help. We need bodies. We need people. We need young ladies. We need seasoned folks. All the, by the way, all the seasoned folks in here are laughing at you because you're like, I'm old. I'm old. And they're like, <laughs> so, I heard cackles a while ago. Um, so, so thinking that from a financial and a manpower standpoint, like what areas in your ministry, like where, where, do, where can we help, where can we assist you the most? Like what, what can we do as a church family uh, for somebody who's maybe watching online? Like what does that look like? How can we help? What do you need help the most with? So I will say that one of the challenges is that I am 100% funded, fully funded. So that means my salary, my vehicle, mileage, gas, um, expenses, if I offer snacks to the girls, if we have a big event where we, we provide food or, you know, the banners that we use. In order for me to go into a school and them not think I'm a stranger, I have to have some kind of FCA gear, you know, and also we try to give this out to our character coaches. Um, like, I know John, is he's got a hat, and uh, I won't go into that. But I'm <laughs> I have a really nice down jacket. Um, Where's John at? I don't think he's in here, but he's John's pretty hot <clears throat> over that. Anyway, um, I will just say that there are so many expenses that we do incur. And, you know, the biggest thing is just Bibles and literature. And, and these bracelets that you see on my hand right here, I try to give these out every time I share the gospel so that they have a reminder of what I said to them. Um, so 
I need so many things, but I need bodies, and that would be character coaches coming alongside me, and we need female and male coaches. <clears throat> but in my case, it's harder to find female coaches. <clears throat> so I am excited to say that we just uh, brought on two character coaches um, since I've been working these past few months, and one of them is uh, a member here, praise the Lord, and then uh, another uh, lady was, is actually going to do a sax huddle for me. And so what that means is you can go in, you can just encourage uh, the girls, you can be present at games, you can uh, you know, offer them gifts, whatever your gifting is. Uh, the ultimate would be that you would take over a huddle and just lead a 15-minute devotion with these girls on some kind of regular basis. But I just want to share one story with you. Um, <clears throat> the newest huddle that we had was at a community uh, well, in Calhoun. And uh, we went for that first huddle, and the girls actually came to an event, a tip-off dinner that we had, and it was basketball. So all, you know, we had 300, over 300 people at this event, y'all, who were able to hear testimony and the gospel being shared. And after that event, those girls asked their coach for me to come or someone to come and do a huddle with them. Um, so that's the beauty of it. I did that. They were eager for me to be there. Um, they were eager for somebody to speak into their lives, and I thought that was enough. And then I turned that huddle, huddle over to a, a previous, that character coach who played basketball in college. Um, so she's going to know way more about, because you think, well, I don't know about the rules of this sport or that sport. How could I do that? Well, I don't know all those rules either, but the Lord provides. And you don't have to, because what they want you to do is speak that love into their life more than that sport. But the end of that is that when we went to the stands to watch that game, it wasn't those girls that needed us the most at that moment. There were two little girls in the audience in the bleachers there, maybe four rows down from us. And they kept looking up, kind of waving at us, and we were just smiling and just, you know, uh, maybe saying hello and trying to watch the game. Um, but they came up, and one sat right in the middle of us, a three-year-old did. And then in the next little while, her sister, who I thought was probably eight years old, she said she was six, but she came up and just plopped right on my lap, and she did not know me from anybody, and her eye, we were eye to eye level, that's how tall she was, that old of a girl came up and did not know me, sat in my lap, and after we were sitting there talking for a little while, y'all, she took my hands, and she pulled my hands around her to hug her. And, you know, for a moment you go, should I be doing this? I don't even know this girl. Or certainly it's a little awkward or uncomfortable. But I thought, this is exactly why I'm here. I didn't expect that. That was just a plus. Um, and so I need automatic monthly partners to come alongside me, whether it be churches, individuals, whoever. Honestly, yes, businesses, organizations, I need about 10 more people at $100 a month or four more at 25, whatever it is. I need one-time donations just to help us get past an event or uh, to offer Bibles to people. But while our mission is to and through the coach, uh, because coaches make such a difference in the lives of kids, and Billy Graham, uh, he once said this, that a coach uh, can make more of a difference in one year in a kid's life than you or I could make in a year, or a lifetime, I'm sorry. So you think about that. He could make more of a difference in one year than we could make in a lifetime because sometimes that coach is in place of a parent or he's an added uh, bonus parent to them or she's an added bonus parent. Um, but 
the end of that is that think about those little girls in that stand. And the biggest reason that I'm doing this is because we want to reach the girls before we have to rescue the women. And that was the picture of it that day. I thought that's exactly why the Lord allowed that to happen. Because there are girls out there who don't know their identity. They're finding their identity in social media, in boys, in love or not, in friendship or not. And they really don't know that Jesus is the best friend that they could have. And that's, I just get one chance to say that. That's the beauty of it. Stacy, thank you so much. That's, that's powerful. Um, so if, if you want to learn more about FCA, learn more about Stacy, how to partner with her, you can see her at her table right over here by the coffee. Uh, you got the prime spot right by the coffee. Uh, so, so, yeah, so if you guys want to spend some time with her right after this service or after the next service, feel free to do that. Um, right now we're going to have a video uh, that we have from Swaziland, Africa. This is the Dream Center. And so we're excited to be able to show you an update on that. Uh, it's about an eight-minute video, so I just want to give you a heads up. So thank you for, um, for being here. We'll turn it over to that video. Thank you. I'm 18 years old. I'm in Form 5 and I arrived here 2016. Hi everyone. My name is Mangaliso Malaza. I'm currently doing Form 2. I'm 24 years old. I came here in 2015. Hi. I'm Pigris Melani. I came here in 2013. I have 11 children. I like to stay with them. I love you. Hi guys. I'm Skumbuzo Kuroma. I'm the caretaker. Good day. My name is Nonzi, Shobana's daughter. And I'm responsible for the operations and the projects of the center. First and most importantly, I'd like to thank you guys for supporting my father in his ministry and not stopping even after his death. It is because of you that he was able to give shelter, love, food, 
education and also instill good Christian values to these wonderful children we have here. It is such a pleasure and honor to be the one to continue in the beautiful work that he did. We now have 11 children at the center. We started with 25. However, we couldn't continue keeping all of them due to financial strain. But we also have 45 that come for daily meals, but only when we are able to. Because of you, we are able to provide those kids with all their basic needs and also teach them to grow their own food through projects like vegetable farming, piggery and poultry that you guys fund. However, we'd like to do more, especially since we're trying to raise children who will grow up to be responsible and 100% independent men and women of tomorrow. As one of our projects, we'd like to open a community skills center right here where we'll teach our children and the ones from the community as well life skills such as entrepreneurship, carpentry, sewing, baking, and more so that they can use them to get a head start in life, especially because of the skyrocketing unemployment that we have in our country. And it would be our pleasure to also partner with you in that. For starters, we'd also really like to start fixing our kitchen so that they can also use it for some of the projects as well because the one that we have now is not in such a good condition to do that. Really appreciate all that you do for us and we love you so much. May God keep you and bless you and your families. Thank you. Hi everyone. My name is Tuli, one of the directors of Hope Christian Center in Swaziland. And I would like to thank God for leading us up to this far. And we thank God for his protection. He has been protecting us from the pandemic that we're having in Swaziland and also the unrest as we were telling you. And you saw some of the things that were happening in Swaziland in social media. One of the things that I want to say is that I would like to thank God for my husband who once one day met you as the Iron City Baptist Church and you made his dream to become true, really, it is coping just because of you guys. The care center that you help him to build is having 11 orphans, which means that he has five girls and six boys. I would like to thank you for supporting this orphanage in all aspects of life, especially spiritually, financially, and also educationally. We know that when we are asking for prayers from you guys in America, you simply pray for us. And Alan reports to us almost every time when we are praying for us that you do pray for Swaziland, you do pray for the orphans, you do pray for the projects that are taking place in the orphanage. We'd like to thank you guys for that. Coming for financial support, it's excellent. Each and every month, we do get the financial support from you, which means that we'd like to thank Alan, who is a very good ambassador for Swaziland, who is helping us to send in the money each and every month faithfully. Thanks for taking for the children in that aspect. And even when it comes to educational, some of the learners, they do not have money to go to the high school. But when we simply put our cry on Alan, Alan is helping us and say that we're going to send the money to you 
That's why I want to say that thank you so much, Alan, for being the ambassador of Swaziland. Sometimes our children, we know that they run short of school uniform, and you do that. You come to our rescue when we ask for that. So once again, I would like to say thank you so much for that. This year, we're having only two learners, or two orphans who are going to write their final examination, which is from five in Swaziland. And the learners, they are doing very good. And we hope that they are going to to pass the examination in March. Since this year, our year, academic year is going to end in March. So they pass, they will pass the examination and be enrolled in one of the universities that we have in Swaziland. It was so unfortunate that we are having one girl, which is Nombilo. Nombilo fell pregnant last year, and she delivered by the end of the year, which is in December. I think that the children, they were being roaming around since they were not going to school. So she got pregnant. It's so unfortunate, unfortunate for that. So God bless her with the baby boy. So thank you so much for that. And we miss you guys and we love you so much. We hope that after COVID-19, we are going to come back to Swaziland to see us. We miss you a lot. Thank you. So that is our um, partner in Swaziland, one of our partners there at the Dream Center that you guys are able to support. If you guys want to learn more about that, Alan, can you raise your hand? So you can see Alan, he'll be at that table right over there uh, right after this service and um, before the next one. So you can spend some time with him, learn more about that. Uh, and it's because you guys give to the mission fund that we're able to send monthly support every month. Uh, and it goes to food, it goes to education, it goes to a lot of different things there. And so, again, if you came in late, what we're doing, what we're doing today is anything that's given today, unless it's specifically designated for something else, like it's going to go towards the missions, and that goes to help the funding at the care center. And so we need that. We, we need that ongoing support from you guys. So I want to welcome to the stage one of my, one of my friends, Miss Diane Smith. Uh, a lot of you guys know Diane, uh, but there's a lot of you that probably don't. So I want to give her just a couple of minutes just to kind of uh, share with who she is and what she's doing. Her, your Things have changed over the last couple of years, so people may not be familiar with uh, some of the new things that are going on. So if you could uh, share with us kind of who you are, where you are, where you're from, what's going on, and um, yeah, floor is yours. So as we all know, we're supposed to have that two-minute testimony to be able to share with others, and one of the things you'll hear in me is the Yankee in me. Um, I grew up in New Hampshire, and uh, I went to church and did all the churchy things, but I never learned about the blood of Jesus or a relationship with him. And um, I was into drugs, into alcohol, and uh, into other things that I shouldn't have been in because I was looking for something. I was lost, lonely, and sad. And uh, at the age of 48, I moved to Denver, North Carolina, because as a single mom, I had had a child, and he had now blessed me with a grandson, and I wanted to be Grammy. And so upon moving, I started going to church with them, and that's where I started hearing about this man that would never leave me or forsake me, and his name's Jesus Christ. I surrendered at the age of 50, Short story is one day my granddaughter looked up at me and said, Graham, if you get married again, what am I going to call him? And I looked down and I said, you're going to call him Jesus because I'm married to him now. <laughs> and so she's like, oh, Graham. And uh, so, um, but in doing so, in my surrender um, over the years, um, he was working on me and I wanted everyone to know my Jesus. 
And so I started going on short-term mission trips. In fact, came to Calhoun County when the tornadoes had gone through, I think it was around 11, 2011. Uh, brought a team down. We stayed in this church uh, and went out and worked all over the community. And, uh, and God was just working on, on my heart at that time, unbeknownst to me. Um, then I ended up losing my job. And... Um, God had told me to sell everything I own, and I'm still living in Denver, North Carolina. My children had moved to Heflin, Alabama, and, um, and so when I came down here to visit them, I would go out and work with the ministry. Uh, Greenbrier Road Baptist Church um, had called us to help them put bathrooms and showers in their place. Uh, so when God was calling me to the mission field, um, and it looked like it was Calhoun County, I was running because I needed to know it was of him and not of me because my kids lived here and my now two grandchildren. And so I came down to do a, um, an outreach at Thanksgiving and I put a prayer team together and I said, Lord, I need you to show me if this is where it is. And so we went to the event, and they were like, so what do you want to do, Miss Diane? And I said, I just want to be with the people. And I was walking around the room, and I'd make eye contact with a woman, and I would walk over to her, and there was always a chair beside her, empty. So I would sit down, and I would hear of her brokenness. <clears throat> and, the, and, and when I got done praying with her, they were always weeping. And I said, they, because this happened eight to 10 times throughout that morning. And on the way home, I was like, Lord, I was just praying, you know, thank you for the day, but why were they weeping? And he says, because like you, you knew my name because I grew up going to church and I heard the name of Jesus, but you didn't know me and they don't know me either. And that was not my yes on the table to come to Calhoun County. And, um, and so didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, I raised my own support as well to be here. <coughs> and I'm thankful for this church for being one of those partners with me. And, um, you know, the, the comment was made. I, so I am under the North American Mission Board. And NAM has no money. State Board has no money and the Calhoun Baptist Association has no money. So, but very, God. Very encouraging, very, very encouraging. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, that was back in 2014. I don't know if they do now or not, but God takes very well care of me. Um, he's a good father, he is trustworthy, and, and if nothing else, there's two things. He is faithful, but also, even at 60 and a half when I came here, I was able to sell everything and come. I want you women to know, and men, that there is no age limit to being called to the mission field. And that's why I like to tell my story. That's awesome. Yeah. So we may, we may alter from the script a bit. Is that okay? That's fine. Just shoot Absolutely. Off the so, Absolutely. So we know that, uh, or I know that, these, everybody may not know this, but so a lot of things have changed uh, over the last couple of years of like what you're doing ministry-wise, like what you previously kind of were more focused on, and now kind of what's coming down the 
pipeline. I don't know how much you want to share. I'm just going to let you let you go. Well, there's still a lot of unknown, but a year ago when I was here, I was talking about the fact that I felt God calling me to start a nonprofit and didn't really know what that was going to look like. Um, John and Keitha from this church, <clears throat> John had started a nonprofit in Florida. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Um, and so we ended up meeting the night before I spoke here about that nonprofit, and uh, and God brought them into my life. In uh, April, I was well, maybe it was the end of March. I was speaking at a men's luncheon at Parker Memorial, and one of the men asked me, "You know, has God ever asked you to do something that you don't know how to do?" I'm like, "Yeah, all the time." And I said, one of those things is to start a nonprofit. When I went back to the table, the person I was sitting beside held out his phone and it had a book on it on how to start your nonprofit. But the man wrote the book. The man holding the phone wrote the book and was more than willing to walk through, through this process with me. Told me to start praying about board members and, um, and everything. And so... I was just writing names down as they came. He said, you probably want five or six. Um, I had had a list of, I think it was about eight or nine. And one night it was like, okay, ask. And I sent out text messages to these folks and asked them if they were praying. I have all those board members. Every one of them said yes. And John and Keith are on part of that board as well. Uh, we met in April and had, uh, it is called His Hands and Feet Ministries of Calhoun County. Now, just to verify, this is all the mission of Diane. Um, I still raise my own support, but I also speak on behalf of the nonprofit His Hands and Feet Ministry and raising support for that ministry as well. Um, and, and so they, he had told me not to worry about about anything and and that it would probably take about a year to get this but just walk through the process eight weeks and a few days later I had my letter from the IRS that we were a nonprofit nothing but God nothing but God That's awesome. so you want me to continue okay to so so his, hand, his hands and feet ministries we were kind of like well what are we gonna do one of the things I'm very passionate about is the homeless ministry um, that we have here in Calhoun County. Everyone thinks it's Anniston, but just let me tell you, all the other cities bring their people to Anniston, and that's how they get there, but they're actually Piedmont, Jacksonville, Oxford. Um, all those places are still part of the homeless ministry, and that's why I'm here for Calhoun County. Um, and so... We have um, just recently, um, in probably eight, ten weeks, um, we went to um, a group called um, Holy Riders because they have a building right on 13th Street and talked to them about possibly being able to use their building some and come to find out they were only using it one night a month to be able to have their meetings with in and uh, so they said they met and they said yes that we could use it they pay the bills for us um, we've told them we would partner with them if if 
the electric bill went up because of us being in there and different things. Um, and we've started Saturday mornings from 8 to 12. We go down and have coffee. We have another church called Refuge 2 that co has come alongside of us, and they either provide snack bags or biscuits and fruit cups for them as well. But beyond that is um, a time of, of ministry where they are able to do craft sheets, coloring sheets. This would not be possible without John and Keith doing this. They lead that ministry for us. We, we're alongside of them and partnering with them in that. But um, I should say, Keitha and John, she's, she's the power behind it and, and comes up with the ideas. Uh, they just did a craft yesterday of making face masks or they could possibly be headbands. But I've got a couple of them over at my table that the clients did. We play bingo with them. But the most important thing is, as they're settling in to start the bingo games going on, um, the word is shared. I have people that come in and, and just give a testimony, uh, may give a scripture, just some sort of encouraging word. And, and that's one of the things I need, is, is some of y'all to be able to say, hey, can I come down and give my testimony? Or can I come down, you know, if whatever you've walked through that may help with that bondage that they have and that there's hope for a better tomorrow. And so, um, yeah, it's pretty empowering. The other thing is, is that we're looking at hopefully starting uh, meals, um, a meal, once a week. Uh, we're looking at Thursday night possibilities and getting churches or groups to come in and provide that meal. It would have to be brought in. Um, we have a, um, a bathroom sink and that's about it for, for as far as the sink goes. But the, um, the blessing of all that, God's talking to me about some other things. So I don't know. Um, People be like, okay, so what's going on? I don't know. I'm waiting on God. Um, ideally, we would like a building to be able to have of our own, um, which would require more support to, from our churches and partners as well. Uh, he hasn't shown me where that is right now, but I'm praying about it. I did prayer walk a place for nine months, thinking that was going to be our homeless shelter and all, but nope, he shut the door, and that's okay, because his will be done, not mine. Absolutely, and I know a lot of you guys are familiar with John and Keith, but John and Keith, would you guys just wave or stand up to a cartwheel or something so we can know? Uh, they're they're going to be over here after this. Uh, so there's two tables over here. I want to make sure you guys get over to and, and see Diane and John and Keith and how you can serve there. Tasha and I dropped in one morning, one Saturday morning and just watched. And she's right, she's not wrong. Keith is killing it. Um, so there's some basic things you can go and partner with them any Saturday morning. And, and, I'm, and I'm, they wouldn't turn you down, right? Like, you can, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> but you can I mean, even the teenagers are allowed to come. I mean, I posted a picture this morning. We have a website, His Hands and Feet Ministries of Calhoun County. Um, on fa or We have a website, but we also have a Facebook page. And, um, and there was, um, I posted a picture. We had four youth there yesterday, and they love running the bingo game. They love helping them with the crafts because you've got to remember, some of these folks don't know how to read. Some of these folks don't understand. And so these guys just pop right in with them and, and enjoy it. Um, they, the, the clients love to tell their story. And so, and, and not for us to judge. 
One of the one of the cool stories that I have to tell is this week. So there was a man um, named Charles that was. Um, I met him back in 2014 at the warming station when it was at the Carver Center, and uh, I got to the the warming center on uh, Wednesday morning, and um, Charles was there, and everyone's like, Miss Diane, Miss Diane, Chacho needs to see you, Chacho needs to see you, and I'm like, okay, well, Chacho's having problems walking, and he's on a walker, and I'm like, what in the world? Because Chacho had gotten his life straightened out. He was in church, had good jobs, had two cars, had a wife, had all the, all the things going for him. And uh, he took his eyes off Jesus and thought he could do it on his own and went back to his drinking and his drugging. And now he, he's got this problem that he can't walk. He'd been to the hospital and he said he was kind of just pushed aside on it and sent out the door at 1.30 in the morning, not know, even knowing how he was going to get to where he needed to go, which was his abandoned house. And uh, so... Anyway, I was able to connect him to the free clinic in Anniston, and he was able to, they diagnosed him with, with what they call alcoholic neuropathy, which is he's being paralyzed due to his drinking. His nerves aren't working and everything. And, uh, and they said to me his biggest need right now is to get to detox. And so... Um, called one of the organizations, and they did their part, and then they told me he needed to call this person, so I went and found him, and we called this person. I mean, there's, there's blocks everywhere. There's roadblocks, but there's steps that have to be taken, and a lot of times, some of the agencies will just turn it over to you <laughs> and let you do it, and, and, you know, part of that for me is a blessing because then I know it's getting done, <laughs> um, and so, anyway, the agency said, yes, they were going to try to get him in. Well, Friday morning, they still hadn't called me. And she said, well, I think we've got a place for him, but he'll be going tomorrow, Saturday, to Utah, Alabama. Diane learned where Utah was. And uh, so, anyway, that later on, the long and short of it was they were able to get him in on Friday, but he had to be there by, by 2 o'clock, so... I went and picked him up. He had also needed clothes to be able to take with him. And the blessing was that through some funding that had been given to his hands and feet ministries, I went and I was able to get him three or four days worth of clean clothes to have to wear during that time. And um, while he's there, he'll be there for seven days. And then hopefully he chooses to go into a rehab I have contact with the girl um, because he also needs an MRI done and some blood work done for the free clinic to continue with his diagnosis. And so um, please join me in praying for Charles for a complete recovery and that he sees God's healing in his life. And uh, we, I've spent two and a half hours talking nothing but Jesus with him the other day, and it was a true blessing. That's awesome. And, and this is just, I, I can attest to this, this is almost a weekly stories. I mean, these, these, these are, she has so many of these, probably even daily, some, some weeks. Sometimes, so, so yes. So she's like this liaison that's incredible. You're like a super woman. I don't know how you do everything I'm you do. Nothing, I, I, I'm I, nothing very humble. without <laughs> the grace and direction right. of my Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely. If the Holy Spirit didn't live in me, 
none of this would be going on because it's only by him leading me and guiding me and showing me is this happening. Yeah. So when she says she needs your prayers, like please, please partner in it in, with her in your prayers daily. Uh, and so we want to be able to, to partner with her in that area, even financially. If, they, if you want to do that, you can do that. At, at, you can sign up at the table so in the back. So over at the yeah. table, I have a few things. I have a little stint that John wrote up for us about his hands and feet ministries. I have um, a place where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter that I do, and that will quite often have, although this month's doesn't, but have prayer requests on it. And then I also have um, this month's newsletter, so it's hot off the press. It has not been sent out yet. Um, that's over there as well as just um, I've got my, my card with His Hands and Feet Ministries, my personal card. All of those things are there, but most important is my prayer card is there. If nothing else, take that prayer card and pray for me. Um, I will say that um, I'm going home to New Hampshire on Wednesday. Um, my mom is 94 and has dementia. She lives with my sister, and um, but the dementia is getting the best of her. So I'm going home for a... Um, week visit with her and then and and just praying that she recognizes me and as I've prayed to God about what um, he would have this all be he has um, I'm going to play hymns for her off my phone and see if that doesn't just engage her with some joy in her life as well and then I'll be having a knee replacement on March 20th so you got a lot going on so Make sure you stop by uh, Diane's table or and all of our, our partners' tables this morning. Uh, we've got a quick video from our partner in Mexico. This is uh, one we're really excited about. You're going to see now. It's going to be Pastor Ruben and his wife. Uh, it's going to be uh, interpreted by Fair, who's one of our translators there. And so if you see a woman talking but hear a man in Spanish, don't, don't be alarmed. It's not weird. So anyway, uh, after this, uh, I'll come back up and I'll give you directions on what to do next. So here's the video. Good afternoon to all my blessed and loved brothers from and sisters from Iron City Church. We are here being thankful with my wife Elizabeth, with my two sons who couldn't come with us in this time. But we bring a small group from church to be with us here together, working on the mission. We're so thankful with all of you for how much you have been working with us, praying so strong for all of us, and also for how all of you bring us, encouraging us once to others in the work as a church. We know that we are so happy to keep on continuing working with this. Another thing that I would like to share with you is that here in Aguatempan's mission, we are happy with 12 brothers and sisters that are so strong right now in their faith growing up. Some of them have been leaving us because of work. We know that there are some troubles, but we are so happy with the work that we continue doing right now without leaving our church in Tula town and thankfully God we are visiting right now another mission 
in a town named San Jerónimo, Sayacatlán. We're helping them. One of the planets that we have as a church in Tula is that they can be strong, a church strong enough to send leaders to work in the sector like Nativitas, San Felipe, Wejonapan, and all of this village that are here, down here, working with brothers and sisters who are around here that sometimes don't have a brother or a sister to work with them, to encourage them. We're so thankful because God is waking us up to keep working with the ministry in Tula. And one of the purposes that we have is that on the month of February, we're going to start working with a small seminary uh, with theology that could show us uh, some of the most important things from the Old Testament and New Testament that is going to be the base so these young people who can graduate and they could be working in the zone not working this for them to leave us but to keep on working with us together we want to be a group that it's going to be encouraging one to others in Awatempan. It's one of our most important purpose. We're praying for land so we can buy it and make a build a church where we can be together. We hope that God will lead us and give us a vision to find this, to find this land special, and in, in God's name, will be glorified all the time. And this is the work that we're doing right now, continuing encourage our brothers and sisters from three for service, and also Wednesdays we're coming here with our brothers and sisters for service, and this makes that the work can grow up. And we want to ask all of you to keep on praying for us as a minister here and also as us as the leaders who are in front of this mission. We want to encourage all of our brothers and sisters and want to share that we will also encourage it for our church from Alabama and from our brother Josh Flitner, who has been working with us, praying, and taking care of us, and we want to make this sh the same, same work as that you're doing. We want to make this in our zone. So we're so thankful, and thanks for God. God bless you and your ministries, and we are waiting for a lot of you very soon. God bless all of you. Amen. Thank you for all. Thank you for watching or listening to one of our sermons. We would love to have the opportunity to connect with you one-on-one. -on -one. We are not a perfect church, but we are a joyful church, and we want to help you increase your joy in Christ. We would love for you to come and worship with us one day soon. You'll be able to find information about our worship services, about who we are, what we believe, what we do, and what we're hoping to accomplish on our website at ironcity.org. And we would invite you to go and to check out all the information there. We look forward to seeing you soon.